This is the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Mess It Up Podcast. I am your always host, the Bowtie Guy. I'm back with uh, my guest host, Giselle. Hello, hello. Yeah. I was going to say you're sometimes host. Sometimes host, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Big Gigi is here with us today to bring another dose of bubbles uh, to the show. You're always just so nice and bubbly and effervescent. I love the energy that you bring. Thanks. Uh, I like bubbly sodas. Uh, all right, so I'm going to digress here real quick. I had a conversation with a guy about he was drinking an energy drink and he was kind of shaking. I was like, oh, you're shaking that? He said, yeah, it's not carbonated. I said, oh, I got to have the bubbles. And he said, yeah, I don't like the bubbles. I'm like, come on. I mean, the thing that I was, when I was incarcerated, when I got out, he said, where do you want to go eat? And I said, I don't care. I want somewhere that's got soda. I need some bubbles. Oh, man. Because uh, I was die. missing bubbles. Yeah. yeah. Bubbles are mm, the yummiest. And it feels so good coming back out. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not so good for the radio or the podcast, but yeah, it's it's fun. Uh, I love one of my favorite scenes in Elf is when he drinks the bottle of soda and then he burps like, did you hear that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so um, we are here. We are all over the place on the internet. Check us out. Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, uh, and uh, MySpace. Yes, wow. Giselle's over there mouthing to me like, I do this all the time. I forget. Maybe... Maybe we should switch chairs here, Giselle, and you should uh, run this thing, and, and I can take a little break. Um, probably not going to happen because I like to talk too much. Yeah. A guy said to me the other day, um, you've never met a microphone you didn't like, and I was like, you are correct. Um, at least I want to make a friend with it. But um, we're all over the place, so follow us and uh, participate in the shenanigans online with our social media. Think about becoming a patron. Uh all those dollars are tax deductible now, and they go to help prison ministries, sending people into prisons to do ministry, uh, getting Bibles and other materials for the inmates. So uh, your dollars really do help uh, go a long way with that. So we really appreciate all of that. You can become a patron for? As little as a dollar a month. By going to messituppodcast.com and clicking on the Become a Patron button. I threw her a curve there. She wasn't ready for it. She just kind of off there and she knows it though my girl Gigi is good Um, so uh, we thank you all you patrons for doing that if you want to email me my email address is bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com you can send me ideas for the show or comments that you might have questions Uh, you can also uh, email intern Dave at info at messituppodcast.com and he can get you uh, information you might need or pass things along to me that way as well. If you're feeling really froggy, my phone number is 760-608-1942. You can send me texts. You can send me uh, phone calls, whatever. Uh, reach out and uh, would love to have you on the show as well. So thank you for being here. Thank you for doing the ratings and reviews on all the different podcatchers and making the show relevant to people. If you feel like you want to know a little bit more about me, I've got a book. Uh, we haven't talked about that for a little while. It's called Still in Beta because God's still uh, still testing me. And it's available on Apple Books. You can also get it on your Kindle. Or if you are old school and want a paperback version of it, you can go to Amazon.com and look for Paul Pippin, still in beta, and you can get your very own uh, paperback version of the book. So I think... I'm so old school. That's everything. Is that everything? I think so. 
I got to get the word of the week in here, though. Oh, yeah. Speaking of old school, our word of the week this week is spinster. And a spinster is an uh, an unmarried woman, typically older um, and beyond the usual age of marrying. So a lady who's like, okay, they're, you know, up there in the years and not married. And, uh, and never previously married. Right. right. Yeah. So okay. we call them a spinster. And that's kind of an old word it's dated it says here in the in the the internet dictionary it's derogatory and dated uh so i thought what what the heck we might as well have a derogatory dated word for the word of the week you know sometimes it's difficult listen i have to come up with all these words and we are on show 100 uh 166 right now that's a lot of words to come up with yeah. so please do like andrew dude did and send me some words i ran out of all of andrew's words uh we <laughs> use them uh at the end of June was his last word that he gave us was uh, the the first episode in June. So uh, I need more words. So you can send those to the uh, phone number or the email and uh, love those words yes. of the week. So um, again, thank you for all you do. And on with the show. Uh, no, we're not done. <laughs> <laughs> we're not done yet. Uh, yeah, we're, we're just fin- or starting. So uh, I heard a person mention in a sermon this idea that we don't fix our car before we take it to the shop you know your car is broken you don't fix it and then take it to the shop a lot of times i take it to the shop because i'm trying to fix it and i couldn't and then i go in there with like a box of parts and say i took this out i don't know how to get it back in or whatever but um it doesn't make sense to fix something before you take it to get repaired what are we doing in recovery if we're trying to fix things without going through the proper things and taking it to God, to our sponsor, to accountability partners, it's just like, hey, I got this. What mm. what on earth are we doing? How does that make any sense? So that's what I want to talk to you about today is just that idea of not putting the cart before the horse and trying to rush our recovery uh, and, and making sure we do things. You know, We say a lot of times in Subway Recovery, there's 12 steps for a reason. Yeah. You know, it's not a one-step program. It's a 12-step program. It's there on purpose, and they've got an order and a reason mm-hmm. to them. So um, have you ever wanted to rush your recovery? Oh, yeah, all the time. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and this is my ministry uh, leader here at the Summer Recovery. <laughs> like, yeah, let's rush that thing. I oh. love that you're honest. Um, well, you know, the thing that I'm thinking about right now is kind of how, you know, um, you could take your car to the shop and think it's one thing, but once the mechanic looks at it and takes a more closer look at all the parts, he could realize, or she could realize, it's actually something completely different. And I, like, especially my first time in the step study, I was like, these are my issues. Like, I already yeah. know my issues. And then, That's like... so good. Oh, my gosh. Like, I realized, like, later, I'm like wow like no these are like maybe some some of that has to do with what i thought were my issues but it's like no i have this whole nother book do you feel comfortable sharing what you thought it was and then what it wound up being do you feel comfortable sharing that oh man like i don't know like okay like for example when i was doing my my um my uh, inventory it was like yeah i'm i know i'm uh, like such an i guess i'm envious of people like i'm envious of people's talents or 
their successes and I can't I can't you know relate to them or I kept saying trust and then like my sponsor pointed out to me is like it's not that you're envious or jealous or angry it's that you're not you you're struggling with trust like your issue your character defect is that you can't trust people and I was like yeah and that's the that's the beauty of going through the steps and people are like I I know a lot of people who are one steppers you know you just pray God takes it away and you're done but the problem is I was the same way I came in because I knew my problem was I had this addiction to pornography and I just didn't realize that that was a symptom of other things that was just the way I was expressing these other character defects in me and when we get into you know, in, in the steps, we, we write our inventory, step four, and then we share inventory with our sponsor, step five, and then we become ready to have God remove character defects. And then we ask God to remove the character defects in six and seven. Uh, and and it's so important to to understand that and have a person, and like you said, you know, you th- might think you've got one thing going on, and it's a totally different thing when you find a person who knows what's going on, which is the beauty of a sponsor. Um, I think about cars, and my father was an excellent mechanic. Uh, my my uncle tells me he's the best mechanic that you know he ever met was my dad. And when my dad was alive, I knew if something was going on in the car, I could take it to him, and he could listen. He'd be like, "Oh, this is what's happening in the car." And I miss that because I miss having someone who knows more than I do about it, and I'm just guessing and trying to. You know, figure out how to describe it on Google so I can, you know, come up with an answer. And Pop would just know. And even when he started losing his hearing, I remember one time he took a long screwdriver and he put the the blade of the screwdriver against the car, and then he put the handle of the screwdriver into his ear, so it put that into his, you know, his head, and he could hear the noise wow. that I was hearing. And he's like, "Oh, this is what's going on," and that's the role of the sponsor, and that's the role of God is to be like. I've been here, done this, and if I trust those people, they can help me navigate through the problems that I might be having. And, and you mentioned that it was your sponsor. How did you react when your sponsor uh, set you straight sounds? Because I don't think they did that, but when they when they made it more clear to you what they saw happening, what was your re- reaction to that? I honestly felt like a weight lifted from me. And I guess the reason for that is that I kept putting blame on myself. But I realized like because of things I went through as a child and and just the the family dynamic I grew up in, it was like, yeah okay I do have trust issues that's why it's it was brought into my adulthood I was like wow like now I know like it almost like gave me this way of of having an easier way to the pray for myself because it's like you know like how it's weird to me but it almost made me feel like I wasn't the victim anymore right my childhood dysfunctions yeah it when my sponsor pointed out my character defects to me it it blew my mind Mm -hmm. i was receptive to it uh which in some ways is surprising because i can see myself being a little bit 
knowing my personality is like, no, I got this. You're not gonna tell me something I don't know. And if you say it, no, I'm, you know, I kind of have to disagree with you. So that way I won't have been wrong this whole time. Yes. But I was so desperate for answers that I was, I was ready to hear what he had to say. And he pointed these things out and it was like walking into a dark room and just telling the smart device to turn the lights on and all of a sudden the lights come mm -hmm. on. It's like, oh, this is what's here. This is yeah. that, that uh, you know, footstool that I've been kicking my shin on trying to walk through in the dark. And oh, here's the door that I keep on walking into and yeah. I can see what's going on now. And it made my life make sense. Yeah. So much more. So it wasn't like everything was great, but it was like, all right, I can see it now and now I can start working on it. And it's important to remember, you know, 12 steps, recognizing the character defects and becoming ready to change them is just step six out of 12. You know, we're halfway through <laughs> by number count. So there's still a lot of work to do beyond that. But knowing what they are, knowing what I've got to work with is like, okay, I can take a breath. It might be difficult, but, but I can take a breath and, and, and make it work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I, it, it's a good reminder of how um, celebrate recovery works where it's like it's not just trying to work through your symptoms but the actual problem and for example Andrew <clears throat> he was getting like stomach issues and then later he got like high blood pressure and then we found out he had diabetes and I was just like, oh my gosh, like one thing after another, like what's wrong? And then once he started treating his diabetes and that was under control, his high blood pressure got under control as well as he doesn't really have any stomach issues minus like the normal, like we're getting older, yeah, <laughs> almost 30. <laughs> So yeah, it's just like that. I, I think that's kind of like how cel celebrate recovery works. You know, also just working on on um, being better people is that you don't like once you get down to the to the core issue, then all those symptoms kind of start getting better. Right, right. They just they they move away and. Um they're handleable i guess and 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 to me it's a, that same thing of being able to know all right i can begin to work on something once i know what it is mm -hmm. um i i had a a job to do somebody called and and had this job that they needed done for um their house and the house was you know, had a lot of different things, but one of the issues was the gate for their RV parking. And so I looked at it and I said, okay, yeah. And I, I looked at it and I was like, that oh, needs a, a new hinge because that's what they told me it needed. So I looked at it and I said, yep, it needs a new hinge. And I went to the store and I went and got a hinge and I came back to fix it. And then I realized when I went to go on the other side of the fence that I hadn't done and I really looked at it, there was a lot more that needed to be done than just replace the hinge. Mm -hmm. We got to replace the entire gate. It's the, the whole gate is dilapidated and, and it won't hold up to repair. It, it's time to uh, time to fix it, you know, and replace it. And and I, I wouldn't have known without looking and I, I had that idea. 
and I, I went to the store and bought the parts and came there. I was like, whoops, now I need, <laughs> and, and, and instead of, you know, a, a $10 hinge, the guy needs now a new gate and lumber's expensive. And I put a price list together, just the materials was like close to $400 oh, to replace okay. these uh, double gates. So it's, um, it's tricky to to know what um, what's going to go on with stuff if you if you're just guessing, mm-hmm. uh, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So um, yeah. yeah, and I'm typing something here, <laughs> so it's tricky. Yeah, it's tricky. I mean, it, um, I guess an, another example. It, keeps like popping into my brain is like how sometimes I see in movies where it's like someone may be hesitant to go to AA or something it's like no I could I could do it myself I could fix it myself kind of how most men think they could fix cars all by themselves (laughs) and then eventually it just gets way out of hand and you know Something bad happened. <laughs> she just took a sly drink of the thing. I was trying to vamp a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, I guess where we are at this point is uh, knowing that we need to deal with things when they come and not have preconceived notions. One of the preconceived notions that I have is this show will be you know, kind of on time. And I'm looking here now and it's like 17 and a half minutes into our talking and we have not gotten to the song of the week. So what I want to do is I want to throw it to the song of the week. This is another oldie but goodie. Uh, another 90s band. This is a band called Cademan's Call, and this song is called 40 Acres. And um, we're going to give you about 90 seconds of it. We'll be back on the other side to tell you our thoughts and to talk more about not taking the car to the shop before it's ready to be fixed or fixing it before you take it to the shop. I don't know. <laughs> Here's Cademan's Call. Big as the sea, and you're alone in your room, like an island floating free. Spirits hanging in a bottle out on a tree. You say that you're the black sheep, I say you're still family. school one to, to to bring Giselle up with and again I stumped her with this one hadn't heard it uh so uh Giselle what do you think Cademan's call I love it I love the again the the acoustic 
Yeah. And ban- was it a banjo? They've got banjo. They got mandolin. They got you see them live, and they got a trash can on stage. It's oh, just man. a little bit of everything. Some washboard. It's very Americana. It kind of reminds me how like you explained like Keenan Country was like on stage. Yeah. 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 Okay. So song was really catchy. Um. Uh. I guess like what I really I just love when songs have really good imagery like. That was like my favorite thing in English class mm-hmm. was looking for the imagery. Yeah. And uh, right here, I could totally see it. I don't know if this is a verse or a bridge or whatever, but it says, There is a place where no plow blade has turned the ground, and you will turn it over, because out here hope remains. Because out here hope remains. Yeah. And we need that hope. I need mm-hmm that hope and and mine mine came from again i don't know if this is a verse or not but it, it says you say you're the black sheep i say yes. you're still family and that's what god says to me is like you know i know you've done these things but you're still family and mm-hmm. i love that about celebrate recovery it's like we're forever family sometimes our, our our biological family has hurt us or abandoned us or shunned us or whatever and we don't have that connection with them but in our forever family it's like yeah, you've made mistakes, and I can't imagine being pushed away by my forever family. I can't imagine doing something and having you and Andrew slam the door in my face and say, "Sorry, not today, Paul." It's you know we're family, and yeah. and yeah, there's black sheep and there's white sheep and there's you know dirty sheep and and little sheep and old sheep and you know yeah, we's all sheep. But we're family. We all sheep. Yeah. Um, I think, like, also the fact that we, I expect, now I expect people to disappoint. And you, someone out there, me, you, will keep making mistakes. But just the fact that, like, you'll always have hope. Yes. You'll always be able to come back. Yes, I love it. even like the time that you wore that Vegas night shirt here last time, and I still let you in and let you record. I still <laughs> love you, and it did just didn't matter because you were more important than the horrid things that you were displaying on your shirt. And you'll still love me even, even when I do it next time. Exactly, <laughs> and 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 I won't love you any less yeah. because you're family, and um, it's not Olive Garden. But when you're here, you're family, and when you're not here, you're still family um so we don't have breadsticks though we don't and all you can eat salad although we are growing a garden yeah so anyhow hope you guys have been enjoying the uh, old school i'll probably bring some more old school next week uh with something uh, i have an idea of something that i want to play but i have to just uh remember the name of the song i remember the name of the band but i don't remember the name of the song so i have to do a little research for next week's show doing the old school june i think is what we'll do it's called old school june so we were talking before about not trying to fix problems before we have the answers or before we have the, the qualified help. Uh, one of the big things we talk about in Celebrate Recovery is the difference between accountability partners and sponsors. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's, there's layers of um, safety in recovery. If you're going through it by yourself, really not safe. You're running into battle with no armor on. If you are going in there and you've got accountability partners, you've got some armor on, maybe it's got some chinks, maybe a little bit worn, uh, but you've got some protection. And if you've got that sponsor who's been there, done that, you know, you've got 
good armor and a person who's standing in front of you and, and they've got to go through that guy or girl before they get to you. Mm. Now, you've been doing recovery enough that you've been on all sides of that. You've been uh, a sponsee, you've been accountability partner, and you've sponsored people. Um, do you do you see differences in how you approach problems as you go through now that you have the the awareness of being a sponsor do you have um do you treat the job of accountability partner different having that knowledge of what a sponsor is and what it entails yeah i mean i just think like how i was back when i first started is like man i must have been so obnoxious like i thought i knew everything and i could <laughs> fix everyone and just like learning that even though you may feel like you have the answer for this person it's more so like letting people think for themselves and letting god talk to them versus like oh i'm gonna you know i'm gonna be their savior i'm not you know yeah and uh you know if if for some reason i seem like i'm their savior it's because god you know is working through me for them and i feel that i just learned not to be so direct yeah people need it i i think it helps more when you come to the conclusion yourself versus someone telling you right yeah and it's um you know i i, I was thinking when you talked about that there uh there's a guy named jean piaget who was you know did a lot of research with about cognitive development and child development. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, as a teacher, we studied that. And, and he said, all learning is self-discovery. Mm -hmm. And getting to know ourselves, you know, one of the things that you said there was, you know, I wanted to fix people. And that was me. I was a fixer. Mm -hmm. I still want to do that. And sometimes I have to know just like, you know, one of the practices that Bev and I have tried to get into through our marriage is when the person is talking, I try to say, okay, Am I listening or am I helping you solve a problem and reacting? What What is my job here? Because my knee jerk is, okay, let me tell you, here's what you need to do. And I've tried to get rid of the phrase, you need to do. Mm -hmm. It's like, all right, well, in my experience, I've tried this and it's worked. In my experience, I've tried this and I didn't have success with it. So, you know, maybe that yeah. can help. But, I mean, if I'm broken, who am I to fix someone else? You know, if mm -hmm. I can't even fix myself how am i going to fix somebody else and so just trying to guide them to through the process and just be there with them yeah so much of it is just listening yeah uh, you know most of what my sponsor did for me was listen and just get me to talk and hear what i was saying so that i could work it out because i'm the kind of person if you tell me something a lot of times i'm like i said i'm just not gonna i'm gonna say no i know what i'm doing and i'll, I'll just deny you so um that that listening skill is super important and people who are listeners of this show know right now it's like well have you listened to yourself lately paul because you're not giving giselle a chance to talk no. or any other guest on the show no you've gotten so much better at it <laughs> it's funny because i i was always considered i always considered myself the listener and it wasn't till i started having this fake um i guess like this image of like oh my gosh the people that talk are the ones that are important but when i started valuing like no like if everyone's talking 
who's listening. Right. And I have to be that one that listens. Or not I have to, but like, I'm, I'm good at it. And That's like one of the God's gifts. Yeah. And doing good listening. Because a lot of times I used to listen so that I could use your words against you mm. in an argument or show where you were wrong or I wasn't listening to help. I was listening to hurt. Mm. And uh, that's one of the things I love about being a sponsor, being a ministry leader in Celebrate Recovery or just being in groups, you know, open share groups, is hearing other people who are struggling, knowing I'm not the only one and knowing that there's a mechanic that I can take it to in my sponsor, in my accountability partners, in Jesus. Mm-hmm that there are answers out there and sometimes you know somewhere in my my mom's house is a a shoe box and in it is my very first walkman and it's in a bunch of pieces because i thought i want to know how this works so i just started unscrewing screws and then it all came apart and i couldn't put it back together because i didn't know what i was doing i was just exploring and prodding i don't want a doctor doing that to me Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want a mechanic doing that to my car. I don't want a carpenter doing that to my house. I want someone who knows what's going on to do that. So I've got to make sure when I have a problem, I take it to the right people. I go through the right process of doing it so that it's not just slapping, you know, wallpaper over the cracks. It's, mm-hmm. you know, fixing the problems that are there and, and dealing with those issues. And like you said, you know, hitting those character defects, acknowledging them recognizing them and then turning it over to God again and again and again and not <laughs> having control over it again and again. It's, it's a difficult journey for me. That's, I guess, why I just keep on coming back to self-recovery is because I know the steps. I just still have problems sometime yep. making them all happen. Yep. That's why we need Jesus. Yep. That's why God knew we needed Jesus. Yeah. We're just going to keep being fools. It's a good thing he gave him <laughs> to us. And it's a good thing we took him because he's, it's a free gift. Yes. You know, I see a lot of people who don't accept the free gift and that's the saddest. I, yeah. And I guess one thing I forgot to say with like when you mentioned the black sheep, it's like right now in our family, there is a black sheep and that person, instead of... There's so many Christians that are in our family. Like, instead of showing that person love, it's, like, hate and, like, just a constant, like, oh, I'm not going to talk to you because you Mm. upset me with this one, you know, political thing or, you know, you know, the just secular thing that you said. And it's, like, as Christians, we should be showing love. Yeah, yeah. And, uh... They'll know that we're Christians by our love. Yes. Definitely. And by our cars that are at the uh, shop. Yeah. Getting fixed. Yeah. So, excellent. Well, uh, thank you for doing this. Uh, and I hope that uh, you listeners got something. If you did, write me an email at info, not info, write me an email <laughs> at bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com. If you didn't get anything from it, write me an email at bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com because I want to know if you're getting something from it or if you're not so that we can make the show uh, as good as it can be for you and for all the listeners. Don't forget to check out our Patreon page at messituppodcast.com and push the uh, Become a Patron button. Check out the book, still in beta uh, on Kindle, on Apple Books and uh, available in paperback through Amazon. And keep on listening to the show. Share it. Use hashtag TuneInTuesday. And uh, let people know to listen to the show because it's always more fun with more people. 
I don't think I have anything else to say other than we love you and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Mess it up.